0: This is episode 13 of A Chosen People Podcast with special guest Isaiah Carpio on his testimony as a disciple. Welcome to A Chosen People Podcast. My name is Lou Obatero, and every Tuesday I share with you conversations I have with disciples from all around the world on how young disciples like myself can live a life worthy of God. What they've learned from personal experiences and pieces of advice they have for my generation. Together, we explore solutions to modern day problems and what it truly means to live chosen. On today's episode, I have a discussion with Isaiah Carpio, a childhood friend from Toronto, Canada, who attends the West Reason Church of Christ. Isaiah and I discuss his reasons for studying the Bible, how people reacted to his baptism, challenges he's had to face, and lessons he's learned. So today I have here Isaiah Carpio from Toronto, Canada, an old friend of mine. Do you want to say a quick hi? Hey, everybody. All right. So today uh, I have Isaiah here because we're going to be talking about his testimony, just how he uh, became a Christian and um uh, what his journey really was through his bible studies and even just before um his bible studies you know his his origins i guess uh, uh, his Christian origins as he came into the church you know being a kingdom kid and just being around the entire christian scene so um but before we get into that uh do you just want to give us a little bit of background for those who don't know who you are
1: um i'm currently a part of the west region in toronto one of the uh out of the three churches that are in uh the ontario region um -hmm. i've been a disciple for about uh, i would say for about five years now and my same as me yeah Yeah. so i did grow up in a church i think you got baptized before me too i'm not sure but um my parents they grew up in a church you know my dad met um my mom invited my dad out to church and then they got started, and then yeah, and that's elite lead to me being born. So that's a little bit about me and stuff. Yeah,
0: no, uh, that's that's really insightful, thank you. And I mean, also, too, we were pretty much it was like the both of us and our younger brothers, and uh, Odin and Landon, the six of us, yeah, uh, we were the, yeah, like the, I guess, all the sons of the community group, uh, uh families, you know, that we had. Uh, it was sort of like we would always get together at our house uh, back in you know back when we were living in Toronto, and it'd just be like the the six of us playing in the basement.
1: That was actually really fun.
0: Cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I still be- think back to those days. We call ourselves the the crazy kids. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, that was classic. <laughs> I really
1: miss those days. <clears throat> I do too. Uh, but
0: <laughs> no, but thanks for the uh, thanks for the background. Thank you so You're much okay. for the overview. So uh, the first question that I wanted to ask you, pretending to. This topic of your testimony is: what exactly was your childhood view of Christianity like?
1: Um, I believe I think that you know, I I remember when I was a preteen, and you know, I never really we just went to church. I like liked going to church when I, it was it was fun seeing people and stuff like that. And then I remember my dad telling me, "Oh, do you want to go to this preteen camp thing?" And then. For my first year, I didn't go to all the preteen camp because there's two years for preteen camp. I didn't want to go because I didn't really think it would be fun for me. And, um, and I didn't go, and my dad was like, oh, okay. So he goes like, do you want to go to second year? And he kind of pushed me to. And I was like, "Okay, I'll go. And it was really fun. I don't remember any of the lessons because, you know, you're a preteen and stuff like that. But I think that that was my view on it when I was a little bit younger. And then it wasn't until like um, teens that I started getting really inspired by uh, God and stuff like that and inspired by the lessons more and which led me to be baptized. So that was my pretty much view on it when I was a child and young.
0: Was there anyone who, like, directly, I guess, uh, helps you or pointed you towards uh, uh, God more and, like, you know, getting to know him better?
1: I think it was um, the person I studied with was just Christian Kalala and Devon Brown. Oh, man. Yeah. And Thor did really help me, too, and stuff like that. So I think they really pushed me and really it just helped me to be able to find my relationship with God and to be able to, uh, to where I am now. Yeah, no, that's good. Trust me. I know that uh, you know,
0: Christian Kalala, Devon, and uh Thor, like those three were uh they were they played a big part in my studies as well. They were really helpful in clarifying things that I was confused about, just helping me to see what I wasn't seeing. No, they were great. Um second question for you. When exactly did you get
1: baptized? I believe I got baptized i have it in my instagram bio i think i got baptized in 2016 june oh june for june 14th 2016 yeah, I, I
0: was, I was thinking because I, I wanted to ask because I kind of forgot and I was trying to like look for it, you know. But I remember watching. I think that there was a live stream or something like that. that somebody was, it was so, somebody was doing it, and we were watching it from our house. And I was just so excited, like seeing you, like you know, going there and stuff. And I was like, wow, oh, like, this is, this is crazy. I think that you were like the, the, the third
1: kid out of like the you know the entire Crazy Kids group that got baptized. I think I was yeah. second. I think I was second. It was you. And then, like, you were got baptized really early. And then it wasn't until we uh, switched church locations that when I got baptized, like, it was mm-hmm. it was a long time for me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I got baptized at that, um, when we used to meet at that that school, Glen like, Forest. Yeah. yeah. Glen Forest. Yeah. So what exactly made you want to study the Bible and get baptized?
1: I think it was, um, you know, one day at teen camp, you know, you have these lessons, but there's this one lesson that was really good, and and you know, uh, he he was just the preacher was very convicted, and he was talking about you know what you're gonna get out of this camp, are you gonna go back to your normal life, and you're just gonna keep coming back here and stuff like that, and you know, there's nothing wrong with doing that, and he says, but he said you should, he challenged everyone that you should get something out of this, and you know, um, I really took that to heart and be like man maybe I should really take something out of this so you know I I really was inspired by that lesson and um you know I just reached out to my dad and just said hey I want to study the bible and he was like okay cool do you have anything one in mind and I was like oh Christian Kalal and stuff like that so I think that's where it started off and I think teen camp really just pushed me and to become a disciple and to want to be baptized mm-hmm It was it was awesome
0: going to that team camp. I remember because literally, I mean, we would have to you know cross the border. We went over to to Boston from Toronto yeah. to meet like, all these people from like Maine and stuff. It was it was huge. And apparently, also to my parents had like some you know some origins there, like they used to work there and stuff. So you know, oh, some that's people good, yeah. when I went back. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was no, it was great. Yeah, also, I I like that idea though. Um, well, I, I you know I definitely agree with you about. How that that spark is really ignited at teen camp. Um, when I went to teen camp as well, I mean, that's exactly how I felt. And that's how a lot of people have, you always see this, um, this, what's the word? You always see like this resurgence, I guess, of yeah. um, teens who are just so uh, passionate about becoming baptized, like right after teen camp. And it's crazy. It's always, it's like spiritual high within the teen ministry. And it kind of dies down, you know, like as the year goes by and then, you know, uh, leading up to the next teen camp, and then it always is reignited every single time, yeah that's, that's yeah, that's so true, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you feel like when you got baptized right, and like the time leading up to it, did you feel like the decision was your choice?
1: Um, I did feel the decision was my choice, you know, um, mm-hmm. my dad always asked me, oh, you know if don't don't feel pressure from me to to do this and stuff like that. Did you have any
0: misconceptions about God or the Bible before you entered your studies?
1: Um, yeah, I had a lot, you know, it was, it was just like the, the, the classic saying that what, what people that don't really believe in God stuff, like, oh, you know, if he's so great, why, why do such great people die? Or why do, Mm. why do these disasters happen around the world? And, you know. And it was just those doubts and stuff like that but then you st- have and then i just realized that you know he he loves every single one of us and and you know and you know stuff like that are gonna happen in life and you know but 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 we have to just love god and know that he, he's always going to be there for us whether whether we are alive or whether we die
0: yeah you know how in bible studies there's like sections i guess that you go for like the cross study yeah and- uh, you know, repentance and stuff. Was there one of those that kind of ignited that, um, that feeling in you, I guess, to, uh, to, to be devoted to trusting God in all circumstances?
1: Um, the cross study was a bit weird for me. I didn't really like get emotional or like that about it. And then they were like really shouted. It was like, oh, you don't feel anything. I was like, oh, oh, I mean, this is really bad, but like and now I look back at it, I was like, yeah, my answer was pretty bad. But Yeah. Did you watch the Passion of the Christ? Yeah, I was like, uh, I was Uh-oh. thinking to myself, why are they showing me this? I was like, uh, I guess it's pretty sad, but I mean, I, I, I was yeah, I, now I am inspired by it. You know, you look back at and you get emotional, but I think at the time, I didn't really value and didn't really see how Jesus mm-hmm. can really impact your life. I think that when you, um, I think it affects people in different ways and it didn't really affect me at the time. But now I look back it and i be like, wow, this is really, you know, this is, I can't believe he went through this. And, you know, um, it's just, uh, I feel like just having a quiet time in um, the other scriptures, I think that impacted me more at the time than, than reading across studies and doing, uh, I think, the other studies that I did was i felt like more inspired i don't want to not that jesus is not inspiring but i felt like more like more like oh you know i want to be baptized this story is amazing these people i want to be like these people in the bible so that's where where i was at with the with those things
0: yeah no no no. i I get it i get it i honestly kind of went through the same thing like i watched passion of the Christ too and I understood that it was a bad thing and like you know I had this strange uh uh I guess like numb feeling yeah. at the end of it I wasn't really like I understood what happened and I just I felt so like unworthy and grateful but it wasn't like I was like you know overflowing with tears and there's nothing wrong with that I think that I, you know a lot of people get misconstrued thinking that they have to be passionate or they have to be you know like, like yeah like, crying and dying they have to have like that, that cinematic meeting with God kind of I don't feel like I uh, to be honest with you I never like seriously like broke down and cried yeah because of the cross until in, it was until the day of my baptism like the morning of like we were like leaving to go to church that morning and I remember I was just in my, like, my backyard and it was kind of like it was like I don't know uh September so it was kind of cold you know for <laughs> Toronto anyways in relation to to florida but i, I don't care I was, I, was, I was like out there just having my quiet time and then i just like broke down and i was just like thanking god like so much about you know what happened but it's funny because it didn't hit me until that moment so you know for for those that are looking to study the bible and like you know are continuing to keep going i would say to them like you don't you don't have to be you don't have to make it hollywood yeah <laughs> but, uh, yeah I think that it does happen. I think that with with the with the majority of people, you know, it is a Hollywood um, performance a little bit, even if it's just with themselves. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, I'm glad that you're open about that. That yeah. I I completely understand it. Were any of those misconceptions that you had like were they were all of them clarified or do you still have doubts about some today? Um, so most of
1: them were clarified, but i I had I I like to talk to my parents about you know certain things about uh certain doubts about the bible and stuff like that and like to get answers from them mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but i think that all my questions were answered when i started mm-hmm. reading more of the bible and started to understand and started to ask uh, other people that knew more about the bible than i did so i feel like my answers were answered in a way yeah mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, because the Bible is a textbook, you know, uh, yeah. you know, by itself. So that makes sense. Also, too, shout out to your parents; they're like <laughs> they amazing. Both of them were yeah. spiritual gurus. It, 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 <laughs> it makes sense that they that they're able to help you with all that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Now, after you were baptized, of course, you know, you uh, you. It sounds like you were in high school. W- which grade were you in at the time? I think
1: I was in grade ten when I got baptized.
0: Okay, so that means that after your baptism, or during your baptism, I guess, you know, you of course had to go back to school back yeah. to your friends that knew you, and most likely knew you from when you weren't saved or when you were yeah. most likely you know, like more sinful and ignorant. How do you feel like your non disciple friends reacted when you told them that you got baptized? <laughs>
1: You know i think that uh i wasn't really in all honesty i wasn't really public about it i was very afraid of what they would think and what they would think about what i do i think it was like a certain fear about oh what would they think of me will they not want to hang out with me and you know it wasn't until um i started inviting them to church is when they said oh you know he likes going to church and stuff like that and and you know they 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 I didn't think they thought anything of it. You know, they, they would they would be like, oh, you know, oh, that's church. That's pretty cool and stuff like that, you know. And then I was like, what? If I was expecting that answer years ago, I would have told them I was baptized. But, you know, I think it was just a big fear thing. And I think it's uh common with some disciples that just get baptized. You know, you know, you don't really want to tell your friends. You're going to go, oh, no, well, they're not going to hang out with me. But I feel like if I was to go tell myself in the past, I think I'll tell myself, you know, to tell them, you know, if, if they don't want to be your friend then you know, then amen, you know, friends come and go and stuff like that. But like, I feel mm-hmm. like that, you know, I think that's one thing I would have done in the past is just tell them early, you know, not wait until like a year later, just to, just to be like, Hey, I want to come up to church and stuff like that.
0: <laughs>
1: uh huh, Makes sense. Yeah.
0: I'm glad that you at least reach out to them to, you know, at yeah. least say, like, Hey, do you want to come to church? And you weren't super shy about it, but I can understand that, that fear, you know, that judgment, especially when they do know your past. Yeah. Same thing happened to me. And it was like, people knew my past. People knew that I, you know, I used to swear and I used to do this and that, and then they would like make fun of me, you know, for my change perspective, be like, oh, he's seen the light <laughs> <And> <laughs> all that. It was really annoying. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like you ever, I, 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 what, what degree or what, how many of your friends actually did come to church out of the
1: ones who didn't? Oh gosh. Wild of the ones. I don't think any of them came. I think who did I invite? I remember I invited this uh one guy. Um he to Divos. He was the one person that wanted to go to Divos because he thought they were fun and stuff like that. But all uh-huh. of my other friends, they didn't really want to go, they didn't really care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, can, yeah, I can understand that.
0: It's a struggle you know, honestly being a young disciple and trying to get your friends to turn the same way. Yeah, It's, it's funny weird. because when my entire like high school um, experience, right well besides being in Toronto for the freshman year, it, I, for 10th, 11th, 12th, I never had anybody say yes to coming. Like I had one guy and he like bailed out the last second because he was like, oh I don't want to get into religion or something. But then when I came to USF, I literally had like three guys off the bat decided to come to, well, three guys and one girl decided to come to uh, our devos and um, our church services, which is like hilarious. And <laughs> I think that only out of all of them, like, I think maybe like one or two actually stayed like, you know, long-term and one of them is still going right now, which is, amazing that's amazing um, yeah. but i understand that fear it's um it's it's so much farther than just peer pressure it's the fear that you know you're gonna lose your friends because high school when you're in high school it's everything but when you're outside yeah. of it you can realize how silly things actually were um, yeah minus, you know your problems really were that makes sense what has been your most difficult challenge in your life after baptism
1: i think the most difficult challenge after baptism was probably uh you know because obviously you want to get married and obviously you want to date and i think that was a big challenge for me i'll be like you know i want to i want to date someone and be like and, and and stuff like that and you know you know i i You know, I always thought about getting married and stuff like that. And I think that was one thing I struggled with. Oh, you know, people, this person's in a relationship and this person is, why can't I be in one? And then, you know, I realized that, you know, as I started getting more into my Baba, I realized, you know, singleness is a gift. And, you know, from God in a relationship is a gift from God. And, you know, just because you're not in a relationship does not mean you're less spiritual than someone who is in a relationship. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it was really hard for me to to just conceptualize that and just to, to you know to understand that but then i realized now that you know my relationship with god is is a great thing to have and you know just because i'm single it's it, it's gonna be a struggle but you know with prayer and um with time spending with god you know he can provide and if he doesn't provide that's all good and that's all fine you know that's his will and and yeah that's his way yeah
0: mm mm-hmm. Is that stigma hard for you to get over sometimes about like, you know, like the pain, I guess, of being single, being single, single mostly because of the, the, the purity aspect of it, like not being with
1: worldly um women? I think, yeah, the purity aspect was it What was pretty hard about it. You know, it still is hard now. It's just still a struggle to to fight every day about that. And, you know, but I think that the best thing I did was, you know, to reach out to people and tell them, hey, I'm struggling with that, and hey, to my parents. And it really just helped me, and it really helped me with, with those uh, issues and stuff like that, and reading the Bible and just praying all the time just really helped with all that stuff. So I, I felt like I was really, like, in a good place with, with having all these resources to help me out.
0: That's good. Yeah, that you were able to be vulnerable with people about that, because it is a hard topic, especially when you are on the side of being single yeah like, of you know, of being single i for one can attest to that i mean i've never really been in a relationship before in my entire life so i can understand that and mostly it's kind of like it hasn't even been because of choice it's just because it's just been because of like you know circumstance i guess mm-hmm. the fact that i like haven't really met that specific person and i'd be lying to say that it didn't affect me in some way or that it doesn't affect me on yeah um, a daily basis, you know, seeing my friends, seeing my Christian friends too, you know, enter relationships or enter dating, uh, knowing that like I haven't had that experience yet. But I mean, I agree with you. I do the same exact thing. I think that I try to tell myself, God has a plan for this. God has a plan for me. I mean, if I'm meant to be single the rest of my life, you know, yeah. like, then that's that's a possibility I might have to just accept. But I mean, at the same time, I guess. That, how, how old are you right now? I'm 20, yeah. Yeah, 20. Okay, so you're 20. I'm 19 at the moment. About to be 20 in like two months. We've still got, hopefully, you know, if we're (laughs) (laughs) healthy. We've still got, you know, 60, 70 years left in our entire life. Like, I'd rather be with the right person Mm -hmm. at the age of like 79 and be with the wrong person for the rest of my life at like yeah that's 80. a good
1: one we should quote that and write that down
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah oh that's trademarked it's already gone <laughs> Unless somebody else took it i hope not um
1: hope
0: so. <laughs> yeah all, out of all the teachings i guess because you, you did reference you know you talked about um the bible before and like you know how how it's really helped you on many occasions to get through different struggles or to clarify different things out of all of those that you've learned what are some of like the best teachings that you still remember today from your bible studies leading up to baptism
1: i think the best i think the best one was um you know i think king saul really just gives a great lesson on life and really what what it is because you know he said he had it all he had all the women in the world he had all the money and he had everything but then he said it's meaningless you know and 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 then he goes and, and and i think that you know um with all those things you know you can have all the things in the world you can have the the best job in the world you can be the richest man and all this stuff but you can still be unhappy and you know, um, you know, I it, that was a common struggle with me. And, you know, I'll be like, you know, if I'm rich, you know, I wouldn't be happy. I wanted, I won't need anything. And you know, that was the wrong mindset. And I think that you know, if you love God and you really want to put your faith into God and put everything into God, you'll always be happy, and you and, and He'll never let you down. And mm-hmm. putting your trust into worldly things like money and all these and all these things that we idolize, which is not wrong, but if you put them over God, it is. But I think that, you know, it can, it can really let us down when we put our our um, heart and, and soul into, into the worldly things. But if we put our heart into the word of God, you know, it won't fail us and it will always be there for us. So I think that was a really good takeaway that I took from Saul and how he said everything is meaningless and how he had everything. So I think that was one of the great things that I was studying out.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Wow. I just want to take like a brief break, really, just quick here. Okay. Say that like uh, the the. I mean, I'll I'll keep this, but like, I wanted to just say that I guess the, since I left, you know, compared to like you know, uh, hearing you talk right now, you've seriously grown in your spirituality. I could say. I wanted to just commend you. <laughs> Thank for that. you. You have to like awesome. You have like a really like deep understanding of what the Bible's like. The fact that you said you know that the pursuit of money and the pursuit of uh you know types of things, they're not wrong, but when you put them in front of God, then that's when it's wrong. I mean, that's, I feel like that takes a long time for people to understand. Mm -hmm. And being a five-year-old Christian, same as me, it's, it's, um, it's really cool to see you just knowing that now, but yeah, but sorry, sorry, but, um, I'll get, I'll get back to what we were saying. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Um, if there's one important lesson that you've learned in your entire journey as a disciple, what do you feel like that would be?
1: I think the important thing in my opinion is to as a disciple is to not is to put your trust into god and not people and i'm not gonna i'm not saying like you know don't have any friends or don't or don't um you know don't trust anybody that's not what i'm trying to say i'm trying to say like you know if you if you're always putting your trust in people eventually they are gonna fail you and eventually you are gonna get hurt by people because people are of course are not perfect but if you like Put your trust in God and put your faith into him all the time. He's never going to fail you. And he's always going to point you into the right direction. And, you know, um, I think that's something my parents told me, you know, because I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I've experienced a lot of horrible situations and, and, and bad things with people in the church. And, you know, and, you know, it's just and it's just like, you know, those are times when I was putting my faith into people. And, you know, I should have been putting my faith into God. And so, you know, that was one important lesson for me that, you know, if everybody left the church, you know, I'm not, as a disciple, I'm not going to leave the church if everybody left because I'm putting my faith into God, not people. And I think that's something that I really was struggling with, you know, I'd be like, oh, you know, this, this guy said this to me, this like, you know, the church sucks. Oh, every this disc- I is doing this, you know, you say these negative things, but I think that, you know, when I put my trust into God, I feel like that that, you know, all those bad things, you know, they can go away because I'm always putting my trust in him and I'm always keeping my heart into him. So I feel like that was an important lesson for me.
0: Hmm. So having your conviction, having a, a strong conviction, even when it doesn't seem like anybody else is agreeing yeah. with you, or even when it doesn't seem like the norm. I think that that's really what God looks for in all of us, you know, besides the, of course, uh, helping the needy or, you know, giving to the poor and making sure that we're putting others above ourselves. I think that also too, he looks for devotion and yeah. loyalty. And I can see both of those qualities. I mean, like deeply enriched in you, I can tell that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no problem, no. It's, it's, it's very commendable. I think that there's few Christians that try to well i I don't know many christians i guess that i can visibly see trying to put that first in their lives even i struggle with that a lot you know it's hard a lot a lot of times to go against the the common norms of the world and um I mean, I know that you, I, I, you've probably come across this uh, scripture before, but it's one of my favorites, Romans 12 verses two, where it talks about like, you know, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but yeah. be transformed by the year renewing your mind. I love that one all the time. That's literally, it's very reflective of what you're saying. So that's, man, that's, that, that's <laughs> moving. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take that to heart myself personally. So this has been honestly a great conversation. I'm really ha- happy that we've been able to, uh, to talk. Thank you. And, it's been great. And also, too, you know, like the fact it's been it's been so long, I think it makes it even better, yeah, uh, but I just wanted to ask you a final question, one that I just asked to pretty much every everyone, so if you can go back in time right to you said uh June of twenty fifteen right yeah, uh, when you got baptized, yeah, uh, if you can go back to that time of your baptism and you could look to yourself you could look at yourself face to face, right, what advice? would you give yourself
1: I think the advice would I give myself is to um is to always stay in your bible and to always read and you know it, it it seems pretty simple but it's so hard at the same time and um to always stay in your Bible and to always praying, you know, you're, it's, it's, it's always going to prepare you for what's going to happen in the world and what's going to hurt you. And, you know, like not reading your Bible not praying is like, is like not bringing your laptop or pencils to class, you know, you're never going to be prepared for anything. And yeah. I feel like I would give my, I would tell myself, you know, pray, you know, read your Bible all the time. Cause you know, it's always going to keep you strong in your faith. And it's always going to, prepare you. you know that one scripture you know put on the full armor of god i don't know the scripture's name but you know <laughs> the full armor of god and you know and 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 it's and it's so true you know uh, people told me all the time you know i remember thor he always told me you know put on the full armor of god you know always read your bible and always pray to apply it in your life so you can be prepared and you know it, mm. it's so simple but it's so hard at the same time so i feel like that's something that i would tell myself from the past Wow, that's awesome. Um,
0: trying to stay continuous with your studies, I think, is the stronghold that we all need when it yeah. comes to keeping strong in our faith. It's easy to forget, you know, the promises of God, and it's easy to forget the fallacies of man that, you, that we see in the Bible, you know, a lot of times, the failures of David, the failures of, you know, mm-hmm. Saul, the failures of uh, even some of the disciples, you know, and seeing where they went wrong and also just seeing the manly uh, people of God, uh, the the, man, the manly people in the Bible, the the what's what do you call it? The godly people, the godly yeah. men of the godly men in the Bible uh, and how they went about finding success through God as well. Uh, and in, uh, for the modern day young men like both of us. Yeah. The Bible is such a key. To, I think that there's a verse in like 1 Timothy somewhere where it talks about um you know how can a how can a how can a young man keep his ways pure by reading and listening to the Bible uh, reading and listening to the word of God every day or some something along the lines of that but I can see that applied here I can see that applied with you that's um very inspirational it's inspirational for me I think it's very inspirational to see other people who are my age going after <laughs> these same things going after these like you know uh aims to be to be that one guy in the room who's able to really like say like i'm with God, yeah, like, and I'm trusting him you know out of everybody else who might be doubting or trying to find worldly answers i really it's funny i I aspire to be where you're at right now in your in, in your spiritual I aspire
1: to be show. you too <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: no thank you man, thank you and uh <laughs> But uh, thank you so much, though, for being on the show. Thank You're you for welcome. you know agreeing to, to be on here. I think that we had a great, a great discussion, man. Yeah, we did. And hopefully, I mean, if my family is able to come up and visit soon, I mean, I've been like, well, of course, after COVID and everything. Yeah. um, I've been like begging my parents to go back to like Toronto for so long. Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, it's, all, it's always about timing or money or, you know, like, like being in school and stuff. But, yeah. you know, one summer, one summer, I think that if, you know, maybe somebody... Maybe maybe uh somebody important's getting married over there or something like that. You can go, you can go and see. Who knows? Yeah. I got no clue, man. But it'd be great to see you. I again. hope so, yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much though for being on with this with me. You're very welcome. All right, that wraps up today's episode of a chosen people podcast. Please make sure to share this episode with someone you think would benefit from what we talked about today. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow this podcast and never miss a new episode. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, make sure to subscribe as well. This episode is just minutes of your time wasted if you only listen. So if you haven't already, I strongly encourage you to use what was taught today and apply it to your lives. And a quick reminder to you all, no matter what religion or race or creed or gender you are, you are loved by God. It's corny, I know, but it will always be true. He cares for you. And no matter what happened yesterday, we are a new creation in him today. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week with a new episode. And as always, spread love and live chosen.